pain sometimes can last what feels like an eternity, almost like you've never healed. Welcome back, listener. Timmy is still in the freezer, I hope, and I'm going to continue my story. The lady in black dropped me to the floor, and as she laughed, I was fading in and out of visions. I wasn't sure if they were visions of the factual past, or just something in my head from the pain. The lady in black was in and out of the cases I was trying to help with. She somehow had a hand in each one, in different times, and it was almost like we were destined to cross paths. She gave Howard Jacobs' daughter, the the nephew, the, uh, the poison they used to kill him. She was the main reason Hilda Whittington died, and now, somehow, she worked for the doctor? I started to question how long she had been dead or what she was. When she was alive, she was way too powerful to just be a troubled spirit. She was a never-ending nightmare in the form of a floating demonic ghost. I snapped back into consciousness and realized I was now trapped in a white padded room. (laughs) Nothing on the walls, no lights, and no one around. Is this real? I pondered. Is this truly a padded cell, or is this another image that the lady in black was somehow manifesting in my mind? I blinked my eyes a few more times, and I was still in the room. I heard voices walking down the hall, and all of a sudden, the outside room that was pitch black was lit with a soft light, then full brightness. I could see through the bars of my door what looked like a lady dressed in a higher society gown and boy holding her hand. It was Jimmy, and he was bringing another ghost with him. A new ghost. Someone I hadn't met yet in the asylum. She approached the door. The ghost dressed in 1900s higher society garb was grayish white, very pale. She had what looked like burnt-in scars that ran down her face from tears or blood and two holes, one on her stomach and one on her throat. She was another specter that was decaying way slower than her buried body, and had patches of skin and bones protruding. The unusual part was the skin, where she had been attacked, injured, and the scars on her face looked to be painted on pristine patches of skin. They were very emphasized, besides the whole grayish hell tint. Mr. White, she asked. I replied, yes. She introduced herself as Mira Blackwell, the wife of the infamous Dr. Blackwell. She stated that she needed my help, and Jimmy had informed her that I was the right person for the job. I asked her what happened to her, what ended her life, and she told me the story. Her husband was spending longer nights at the asylum. He said to take care of the more severe patients, but she had her doubts. She was very worried about Dr. Blackwell's head nurse, who seemed to be overly friendly at times with her husband. She said her name was Wilma. Wilma Whittington. And she was also staying late nights to help her husband with patients. When she informed her husband she was pregnant with the son, he seemed very uninterested and started almost resenting. There was another nurse who worked the same wing of the asylum with Wilma, the doctor who informed Mira that there was more going on at nights between Wilma and the doctor than just helping the patients. 
and for a few weeks, at home, she noticed more signs. She finally decided to let him know she was leaving, and that she knew about his infidelity. This was the final nail in her coffin. When she approached her husband, he was angry, and told her to wait, that he would talk to her about her irrational conspiracy soon. As she was waiting in his office, she started snooping through some files and found out about all the terrible things he was doing with his patients. She found a well-hidden folder that also showed that he had also married Wilma in secrecy and made a will and last testament giving Wilma and their unborn child everything he owns. Wilma was with child as well, thanks to the great doctor, and Mira was going to have nothing. She also found an insurance policy he had taken out in her name, and it was signed by her hand. How? He forged her signature so well that she couldn't even tell it wasn't hers. As she was snooping, someone slowly crept up behind her, and as she felt a stabbing feeling in her arm, she blacked out. When she awoke, she was in the same room I was in now, but it was an extra operating room at the time. Wilma walked in dressed in full surgical garb and informed Mira that she was about to take her unborn child's life and then hers. She informed her that she was the one who signed the insurance policy, and all it took was lust to draw the great doctor into doing her bidding. She grabbed what looked like a very long ice pick with a metal handle from a drawer. She told her that there was no need to sterilize the infant because she wouldn't be alive much longer anyway. She told Mira to say goodbye to her unborn child, and with a very hard tap, the child was no more. Mira screamed out in pain. She was hoping her husband would hear, get a change of heart, save her, but that wasn't going to happen. When she cried, her tears turned to blood, and as the blood ran down her face, it almost burnt the streaks of tears into her skin. Wilma wanted to dissect her one piece at a time, but she couldn't. There wasn't time, and she wanted to make it look like a patient did it. She walked a very groggy Mrs. Blackwell to her husband's office, informed her that she forged the documents, giving her all of Dr. Blackwell's money, and took the same ice pick, stabbed Mirror in the throat. As she bled out, Wilma smiled, grabbed the hidden file that was on the desk, put them away, and then brought in a patient that was known for suffocating and then eating the flesh of the other patients. His name was John Earl Oswald, and he was in solitary confinement until two or three days ago, and then placed in a single unguarded room. Weirdly, the night before, he had killed another patient in his room. They found him ripping the flesh from his body. He was heavily sedated, and then placed back in the unguarded room. It was almost as if Wilma knew this was going to take place the very next day. I told Miss Blackwell that I would somehow show the world what truly happened to her and finally give her soul some rest. She showed me a hidden safe that was in the wall that was incredibly hard to find or even notice. It had been years since this place was shut down and thousands of ghost hunts and paranormal investigations had taken place, and no one found it. Inside the safe was the original last will and testament of Dr. Blackwell. And then the weirdest thing, a letter Dr. Blackwell wrote, a confession naming Wilma as the killer of his wife. It was written by him, signed by him. Why would Dr. Blackwell do this? Why would he write such a letter being the terrible person he was? I started to question, is Blackwell even killing the others? 
Did he even do the experiments with the others? I was about to get my answer. The lady in black showed up with Dr. Blackwell. She let me know I wasn't making it out of the asylum alive. Dr. Blackwell, on the other hand, was frozen in place, almost as if he was seeing a ghost for the first time. The ghost of his wife. He looked at Mira and said, Darling, is that you? She replied, After all these years, we finally meet again. Why did you let her kill me? Why did you let her ruin us? Mira stated. He looked puzzled. I never told her to kill you. Remember? I told you to wait. We would talk about it. When I returned, you were lying on the floor dead. Wilma said, Dad was me. You gave her, her unborn child, everything. You your will and testament, Stephen. What new will and testament? My will and testament has always been locked up in this. I have no idea what you're talking about. It was at this moment that I realized that the lady in black was no normal ghost. She was something else, and way more powerful than I had ever imagined. The things she could manifest, the ways she could make people do things. I noticed as Dr. Blackwell talked to his wife, his aura went from a grungy gray and brown to a blue and greenish white tent. The original aura I saw was something evil. Something had been done to his soul before, and now it was like he was finally coming out of it. He was remembering things he had forgotten. The lady in black noticed this and became very angry. She told Dr. Blackwell, Kill him! Kill the outside! Dr. Blackwell refused in a very angry tone. You are to do my bidding. You are under my control, the lady in black replied. Dr. Blackwell told the lady in black he wasn't doing her bidding any longer, and that he loved his wife. She wouldn't take that away from him. The lady in black focused her attention to if he will not do my bidding, then I will destroy you for turning him against me. The Lady in Black started speaking Latin. This some kind of dark curse or incantation, and Mira started to fade. The Lady in Black could also somehow kill the dead. As she began to say it a second time, Dr. Blackwell tackled her, destroying her line of sight and breaking the incantation. Dr. Blackwell yelled, Take her! Get my will and... Let her be at peace. Show them the proof that I that I never killed my wife. I grabbed Mira. And as I was running down the hall, I could hear Dr. Blackwell screaming. The other ghosts that were roaming the halls began to cower. They knew she was killing me. But what happens to a ghost that is already dead? On my way out with Mira, I was approached by little Jimmy who asked me to show him the way out. I grabbed his hand in my other hand. I was just about to walk out the door when the lady in black appeared in front of me. I will kill you for what you have done here. She looked at me like she was piercing my soul with her gaze. Her eyes turned black and I could feel something. Hands grabbing my throat, cutting off my hair. Something that felt like a knife stabbing me in the stomach. I was going to die here. Mira screamed out, General Washbath, we need you and your troops. The place turned quiet. There was no sound. Nothing. Emptiness. And then a sound like a horn calling a charge. That's when I saw something come flying through the air. It hit the lady in black so hard it knocked her through several walls. I dropped to my knees to get air. I turned to look behind me, and hundreds of dead Civil War soldiers 
came charging around me and toward the last known location of the Lady in Black. General Washmaster, what shall we do with the outsider? said his first in command. Let him free these two poor wretched souls, he replied. Approaching me was a man dressed in a Civil War general's outfit. He had dark brown hair, a full beard that looked like it hadn't been shaved in months, and green eyes. He looked at us for a few seconds and yelled, Spread out, men. Find that wicked lady in black and bring her to me. We shall deal with her once and for all. I grabbed Jimmy and Mira's hands as I stepped out the door. General Washbath said, Thank you for helping poor wretched souls like myself find a path home. I nodded my head and stepped out the doorway. It was only minutes later. Time almost stands still in the ghost realm. Something was wrong. I could feel a warm fluid running down my legs. And as I looked down, I was bleeding. I was bleeding pretty bad. I was starting to feel cold. I dropped to my knees again. Mira and Jimmy approached me. I told Jimmy that he would finally get to go home. And as he started crying, he disappeared. Mira put her hand on my face and thanked me for everything. She told me that I was very important and that no matter what, I needed to keep saving spirits. She pulled close to me and pressed her lips against mine. I felt something happening to the wound. It was healing. Mira was fading away and before she completely disappeared, she said, I cannot let you become me. I cannot let you die. I give you this gift, what is left of me, to help you continue to help others. Be safe on your travels. I feel the Lady in Black isn't done with you yet. Mira Blackwell faded away. I woke up hours later with numerous ghost-seeking adventurers staring at me. I stood up, walked to my car, and was on my way. I wasn't done with this place. I wasn't done with General Washbath. I would return. I bet like me you're wondering what the Lady in Black was saying to make Mira Blackwell disappear, and what she said to kill Dr. Blackwell. The best I could translate it was, What was dead shall be dead again. What is buried shall be buried again. And somehow, if you know how to use it, can kill the dead. Just remember, helping others is something you should practice. Because you never know when someone you save might save you in return. Until next time, be safe out there when you're all alone in the dark.